Welcome to Life on the Illinois Prairie. Your host is Wendy Fleming Dexter, and after 30 years living in small town Illinois, she has stories to tell. Past cornfields and factories, into the heart of Amish country. There's more here than what meets the eye, far beyond what you think you know. So buckle up and stay tuned. This is Life on the Illinois Prairie. Thank you for joining me for part two of our recap of 2023, Life on the Illinois Prairie. Joining me today is my husband and co-host for the day, Stacy Doty. So uh, who's next, Stacey? Uh, that is Matthew White. He is the morning and midday anchor for WCIA Channel 3. He speaks about community involvement. Matthew shares his insights about being a journalist and how community involvement can impact not only his life, but the lives of others. Well, I have coffee with Matthew every morning, although he doesn't know it, but I do. I I start my day with the morning show, and I'm always amazed at, at Matthew White's amazing, upbeat demeanor and his community involvement. He always is trying to better the uh, Champaign-Urbana area and and fighting for the youth. And he has so many people on there trying to help troubled youth and keep them off the streets and involve them in so many positive uh, aspects of life and trying to turn their lives around or keep them from from turning in the wrong direction. So uh, Matthew was a, a very interesting guest. We had a, we had a good time with him. He's an animal lover. He's got a dog and a cat. So uh, we had a, a great time with Matthew. He's got a big heart, and uh, I, I it was wonderful talking with him. I hope to talk to him again. So Stace, who was number seventeen and eighteen? Uh, that is. Sarah Livesey, Executive Director of Grand Prairie Friends. Sarah explains the origin of Grand Prairie Friends and explains conservation efforts through volunteers. Sarah explains the many facets of Grand Prairie Friends, and she tells about the opportunities to be a part of land preservation and the importance of inclusion of all people in the Grand Prairie Friends organization. And that was another interesting story. Uh, we were sitting on my couch and the phone rang. And it was, it was, Sarah had invited uh, and asked Stacy and me to come and sing at one of their uh, Grand Prairie Friends events. Uh, the person that they heard originally asked to do it was not available, and he gave them our name. And so uh, we agreed upon a date and a time, and I mean, they, we agreed to, uh, when we were going to come and perform, and, and then I thought, oh, this lady sounds like she's very knowledgeable and a very interesting person to have on the podcast. And so I asked her, and she agreed, and oh my gosh, I learned so much from Sarah. It's just, I think she could have talked for two or three hours. I know she could because she's just a, a very in, interested in conservation and um, saving what they call remnant prairie. There's so many different phrases and things that I learned from her. By the way, the day we're recording this is Sarah's birthday. Happy birthday, Sarah. It's going to be a few days after your birthday when this airs, but uh, uh, happy birthday, Sarah. You've been a delightful 
guests to have on the show. So I, I recommend anybody to look into Grand Prairie Friends. That they're they're from they cover several counties, and uh, they're passionate, so passionate about saving saving the prairie, saving bats. And they uh, save certain plants. It's just you just you need to listen to these episodes and learn what Sarah has to offer. And there's a place, the inclusion. That's another thing. There's a place for everybody in in their organization. There's not a person that couldn't contribute in some way, shape, or form. So uh, don't think you have to go out and get your hands dirty and dig in the dirt to be a part of the Grand Prairie Friends. There are so many ways to help and to help preserve this wonderful. What's left of this wonderful planet that we live in, and this wonderful state of Illinois, and this wonderful prairie that we're on. So, Stacy, who is number 19? Uh, that is WCAA meteorologist Jacob Dickey. He shares his background growing up in Gibson City. He explains how his passions for meteorology, teaching, agriculture, and cooking all came together at Channel 3. <laughs> oh, and what a character Jacob Dickey is. To know him is to love him. He he is a fascinating guy. Grew up in Gibson City and uh lived in uh, went to school down in Mississippi. His just his interests are just all over the place. He just as uh loves and passionate about cooking, uh agriculture, genealogy, or not genealogy, um <laughs> meteorology. <laughs> He probably liked genealogy, too. He just hadn't had time to post about that yet. But um, he loves to travel and try new food. But most of all, he, you know, his passion for uh, meteorology is he is they, – they, they, I really do believe these people understand that with today's modern technology, they can save lives. And he was out in the Storm Tracker vehicle in uh, – uh, two years ago, December 10th, when a tornado came through between Gaze and cut a little swath north um, northwest of Mattoon. And um, I do believe that he saved lives that night because he, he, he saw this tornado and uh, in a flash of lightning. And uh, so Jacob is just a wonderful guy. Stacy and I, on, on a side note, had an opportunity. We've, we have sung on this, the uh, TV show CI Living a few times. And so I took the liberty of rewriting the words "Oh Christmas Tree" to suit Jacob Dickey's love of Little Debbie Christmas Tree snacks. So uh, it was a, just a little over it was a little over a year ago that we went up there and sang that to him, and and it was really a good time. He's a good natured guy, and just a a pleasure to know. And so uh, again, it was hard to pin him down. He is he he teaches now at Parkland. So he's just one of those people. He's so busy, but the busier they are, the more, you know, the more they have to offer. And so it was a pleasure to have Jacob Dickey on the show. Stacy, I think you know the name of this next person, next guest, very well. Yes, this is my cousin Tara Reed. She is the restore manager in Sullivan. She discusses Habitat for Humanity in Sullivan, Illinois. Uh, Tara explains the history of Habitat for Humanity and how restores across the country play a vital part in funding and building of new homes. Yes, Tara was the first person that actually 
asked to be on the show, and she was kind of a little reluctant to do it because she thought that I might, you know, it might be awkward because Stacy and I are married, and and it was I was just like, no, that's the greatest honor in the world, and everybody, nobody ever offered to be on this show, this podcast. So when she she uh, offered that, and and then when we did the the segment. I couldn't believe just how much that I did not know about Habitat for Humanity. And Tara's knowledge that is, is substantial. And the store that she has is not, you know, I, I really just thought it was a resale shop. I had no idea that people donated really nice things there and you can make some wonderful purchases. Nor did I know that all that money that is raised goes toward building Habitat for Humanity homes. She just had so much to offer. And and Tara, is a she. it's a beautiful shop. Anybody, if you're ever over in the Sullivan, Illinois area, go visit Tara Reed, the store at Habitat for Humanity. She and the other people who work there do a tremendous job, and they're wonderful ambassadors for Habitat for Humanity. So that name for number 21 looks kind of familiar, Stacy. Who's that? <laughs> uh, yes, that's, uh, again, a local businessman, <laughs> Wilmer Otto. He returns to discuss the Hosteller family gathering and home to harvest event at the Illinois Amish Heritage Center. Uh, Wilmer joins us from his hotel room in Romania to recap his recent Hosteller family gathering. He also shares about the Home to Harvest event at the Illinois Amish Heritage Center. <laughs> yes, that was an experience. Uh, Chip, our sound guy, we were, we were Wilmer was having trouble connecting to the link for the podcast, which is quite similar to a Zoom meeting link. And his his computer kept telling, giving him an me error message and telling him you know that it wasn't wasn't secure, and Chip suggested that he have his Wilmer have his IT guy look at his computer to get that straightened out. But then we were going to have to postpone the podcast report recording. So I said to Wilmer, "Well, would you happen to be free next Monday?" And Wilmer said, "Sure, I'll be in Romania, but I'll be free." <laughs> And that is that is just so Wilmer Otto. I mean, he's a very loving, giving gentleman. And uh, he did indeed join us from Romania. He had to cut his dinner short, and I could only imagine what a sacrifice that was because I imagine he was at a very nice restaurant. And he was coming to us from his hotel that he owns in Romania, uh, Hotel Central Park. I'm not sure I may have that wrong, but that information, again, will be on the information at the website where you get your podcasts. And um, it was it's a very highly recommended by TripAdvisor uh, Hotel. Very nice. And it's supposed to be not far from where, um, Stacy. who's the, Vlad, who's the vampire? That is Vlad the Impaler, otherwise known as Dracula. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just this hotel, the hotel from in Romania where Wilmer was recording this podcast episode from that is down down the 
just very close to where that's supposed to have been. So we had Wilmer on that episode to give his insights into the Hostetter family gathering that had happened. And um, he also talked about the Home to Harvest event at the Illinois Amish Heritage Center, which happened this past fall. That is a one of the prime fundraisers for the Illinois Amish Heritage Center. And again, very close to Wilmer's heart. And uh, he, when we see him out, out and about at these events, we usually just keep, you know, keep our distance because he's just so busy. But um, And, and the, the way that I know Wilmer is uh, a friend, a, a mutual friend named Floyd Bontrager introduced me to Wilmer at one of our, um, one of the Broomcorn Festival in one year, so maybe four or five years ago. But Wilmer had worked with my brother, George Fleming, who had been a diesel mechanic back in the 19, uh, late late 70s, very highly sought after diesel mechanic. And and he knew George. George died an untimely death at the age of 35 of a brain tumor. And Wilmer has, he, you know, he's det- he always told me he would help me with whatever I needed for this podcast, and he has he has proven that to be true. He's been a great friend, and I'll, I'll never forget that. So, Stacy, who came next? Who is uh, episode 22? Uh, that is Jennifer Roscoe. She is the WCIA evening anchor, and she shares memories of cherished late co-workers Robert Reese and Dave Benton. She also tells about her story of being adopted and how both families express gratitude. There again, what a wonderful person. And she's been with WCIA for 31 years, and it's, it's incredible to me. But she said that she did not really work that much with with Robert Reese. But, of course, being a, a co-worker at the station, they did know one another and um, but they didn't work together nearly as much as she did with Dave Benton and Robert Reese and Dave Benton both unfortunately died from cancer and uh, Jennifer Roscoe told about how you know the Dave Benton was her work husband and uh, it was it was gut-wrenching I'm sure to go through it but uh, the the strength that the family drew from the co-workers and the, the strength that people pull together during a time like that is just really incredible. She told a beautiful story about that. And uh, also she told, she shared, she had shared on, on TV a story about angels among us. And in one of those segments, she dis, she discussed and shared how she had been adopted and how she found her birth mother and um, that was it was it was a very one of those successful birth mother stories that she that she at this time she and her mother uh, she you just have to listen to the to the poignant story that she tells that uh, very very happy outcome that her birth mother and her adoptive parents are all very close and. Uh, it was a wonderful story, and again, for somebody that's that busy to take time out of their day to talk to an unknown person like me meant the world. I will never forget that, and Jennifer Roscoe was another delightful guest. Who's next, Stacy? All right, that is uh, Arcola, Illinois Mayor Jesus Garza. He tells of coming to the U.S. from Mexico. He owns a well-respected transmission shop and became the first Latino mayor in Arcola. 
He has won several awards in his first years in office. What a delightful guy Jesus was. Um, I met him briefly at Room Porn Festival and given him my card and asked him to come on the show. And um, he was just a delight, telling about his story about coming here from from Mexico years ago. And uh, we discussed, again, how um, in Arcola there is a very large Hispanic population in Arcola. And he said that 20 years ago, they had to drive all the way up to Chicago to get food to prepare meals because you couldn't buy what they needed locally. And uh, now they, they're what used to be a little IGA store is now a, a store that um, caters to the Hispanic food needs. And uh, that's a wonderful thing. I think that it's a high time that they had something for them. They had opened up there's opened up a bakery on on Main Street that is run by a Mexican lady, and it's the food there is just to die for. Um, he was telling about we talked about the improvements that have been made, bringing in those. Um, again, we talked about the grocery store, the, the Dollar General grocery store, and um, the different businesses and things that are moving into our cola, and. He did. He has won awards for being um, a, a Latino mayor, and for he was one of the top twenty-five. Uh, you just have to listen to the episode where we discuss his um, his uh, awards and what he is what he has accomplished in such a short time. And I'm very proud to be able to call uh, Jesus Garza a friend. So, who's next, Stacy? Number twenty-four. Uh, Joel Baker, he explains his interest in hunting down fiberglass giants. Uh, Joel Baker has been hunting down tips and actual fiberglass giants for the last few years. He gives details of his finds and updates about the new American Giants Museum located on Route 66 in Atlanta, Illinois. There again, what a busy guy. Uh, I had seen Joel on an episode of CBS Sunday Morning where they talked about those fiberglass giants. And I thought, oh, I wonder if I could get him to come on the podcast. And he agreed and he came on. He lives in Denver, but they've got a, um, they've got a shop down in Southern Illinois where they work on and refurbish these fiberglass giants. It's an incredible story. Um, I had a wonderful time. Joel's a great guy, and I think that the fact that his museum that they've that they've built is going to be opening grand opening this spring of 2024. So I hope everybody again will put that contact information with his episode information, and uh, just a great guy, great guy. Love talking with Joel. Who's next, Stacey? That is Kathleen Ruter owner of Ruder Bison, Villa Grove. She tells of how her ranch raises bison both for market and for conservation efforts. Yeah, Kathleen was a great person. I, I had seen about her. I just crossed, uh, happened to cross my page on Facebook that she had spoken at a Kiwanis group, and I thought, oh, how interesting. I didn't know we had a bison ranch near us, and we do. And so Kathleen explained about how they repurposed a um, mine, a, a mine that had been reused, and how they uh, 
they found, tested it and found that it lacked a mineral of copper, but other than that, it would be safe to raise bison on. So uh, that's what they do, and they raise them for market, and they raise them for conservation. It was a very interesting segment, and she they had also recommended that uh, to watch Ken Burns' uh, series about the two-part series about the American buffalo, and it's a it's a sad and sobering. Uh, event, the, the events in years past that have got us to the point now where an animal that was so prominent in the American landscape is now um, ha- having to have such so many conservation efforts to bring them back. It was a great episode talking with Kathleen. So Stacy, who's next? Uh, James Aikman. He is the owner of Aikman Wildlife Adventure in Arcola. He shares how a dream and his faith come together to create the only drive-through zoo in Illinois. Yes, uh, it was a build it and they will come moment for him. He uh, he had challenges. He wanted he, James being from Arthur wanted to put his adventure zoo uh, beside the the great uh, the great pumpkin patch which is located south of Arthur and um, he met with a lot of um, a lot of things that challenged his faith and and um, some legal battles and things that, that happened. But, you know, it, he said that it, it tested his faith and he always wondered if his faith were to be tested, if he would stay true to, to his faith. And, and he was and he did. And um, it's a very interesting story that they have. Aikman Wildlife is a wonderful place. It's just located a few miles from where my daddy was born and raised. I was amazed thinking, what would my daddy think? To a few miles, you could drive by and see camels and zebras. That's just crazy, but it's right here in my backyard. That's one of the things that I think is wonderful about uh, the Illinois Prairie that that people may not may not know about. James had a wonderful a wonderful story about faith and and his belief and the dream that he had. So, Stacy, who was number twenty seven? Uh, that would be Pat Monahan. He's an Arcola businessman, and he shares his love and enthusiasm for his hometown. He tells about the origins of the Arcola's Lawn Rangers and shares plans for the building of a broom palace. Oh, what a character Pat was. Oh, my gosh. It just makes me smile to think about him. When I reached out to try to contact, I contacted his son, initially Kevin Monahan from Monaghan Partners, and uh, Kevin said, oh, you want to talk to my dad, because he said he's the he's the Arcola guy. And uh, I know they're all enthusiastic about it, but Pat Monaghan is the guy credited with the phrase, Amazing Arcola, and who actually got the Arcola Lawn Rangers up and running. And if you've never seen the Arcola Lawn Rangers, you really should, because they are an amazing group of people that get, they're, they're just men to get together and have a good time. And they uh, they bring light and life wherever they are. They just bring a smile, and they're such staples in the broom corn parade. And also, uh, he did talk about the broom palace that they're going to build. There was a building on Main Street called the Metropolitan, and it had fallen into disrepair. Part of the building fell down. There were attempts to save it and try to rebuild it, but in the end, it was decided to demolish it. However. They're going to build a broom palace. I had heard that they had, Angie Miller had told me they had some, uh, had run into some difficulties with something to do with 
taxes and, you know, different something that was way beyond my comprehension. But uh, I sent an email to Pat and he said, it's it's going to go. So they're going to build this broom palace and celebrate the history of broom corn in the Arcola area. And um, Libman Manufacturing, which is located in Arcola and is the it's the headquarters for all the Libman products that you'll see in store shelves. They're going to have an outlet store in there. So it's going to be a wonderful thing. Another another thing to keep Amazing Arcola amazing and to get people off the interstate and give them a reason to come and not just stay and see one thing, but to spend a weekend and see all that is offered in this area. And Pat was so much fun. And who was next then, Stacy? That is Mattoon businessman Blake Pierce. He shares the love of his own town and tells why and how he and his brothers established Warren James Winery. He is very active in Mattoon civic organizations and also talks about the new sports complex that is coming to Mattoon. You know, as a Mattoon native, um, there there are things, of course, that I'm that you know we all have fine things that we aren't happy with in in our town sometimes. But there are so many people that are negative and um, find something pessimistic to say. But Blake Pierce is not one of those people. He's a big Mattoon supporter, and um, I, I cannot believe for a young man all the civic organizations that man is a part of. He is amazing. And he works for Rural King in the Land Acquisition Department. And uh, when he and his brothers decided to start this winery, it, it, and it is such a beautiful place. It's just a wonderful addition to Mattoon. We've needed something like that. And they have so many plans of uh, what they what they want to do. They have uh, several acres in the back. People can walk through. They can buy a bottle of wine and walk through these trails and um, go have a picnic. And they, they serve food. They have live music. Stacy and I have played there and uh, had a wonderful time. It's just uh, it's wonderful to see people with a vision and bringing something positive to this to this area. There are many wineries around, but I don't think there's another one in, in Coles County. And uh, it's such an asset. And Blake is an asset to, to Matt Toon. We're so glad that he, once we got talking, I realized I had worked with his dad several years ago. So the Pierce family, he's a, he's a go-getter. That was a great, great talk. And he did talk about the new sports complex. There's a big multi-million dollar sports complex coming to Matt Toon, and that's exciting too. So who's next, Stacy? Uh, retired physical therapist and massage therapist, Ricky Cummings, who is in Urbana. He is using his experiences with humans on horses. He is working to change the way horse training has existed for decades. He seeks to educate horse owners and trainers and help them to relate to horses as sentient beings. Yes, my cousin Peggy introduced me to uh, Ricky Cummings on Facebook because he's a lover of cats, and so we became friends on Facebook, and uh, Ricky also used to be a drummer, and so one of his cats is named Ringo, and uh, he, he posts uh, several videos about his, his cats, but his interest in horses is what was just fascinating. His company is called Fair Deal Horsemanship. And he just wants to see horses get a fair deal. He's seen too many horses be broken down 
kind of spiritually, if you will, um, because of improper training and uh, so many things that have been done for years that are damaging to horses. And he, he sees it in so many ways. And uh, Ricky's love of horses is apparent. His love of all animals is apparent. And uh, he's such a delightful guy. So much fun talking with him. And um, again, I so appreciate Ricky taking the time to, to uh, uh, try to teach somebody like me. I'm, I'm a novice. I know nothing about horses really, but he wants to, he wants to deal with the people who own horses and who train horses and try to bring about a paradigm shift in the way they do business. And I admire that. So Stacy, who's this next guy? Well, speaking of Ringo, uh, this is Bobby Potter. <laughs> he portrayed Ringo Starr in 1964, the tribute. Uh, Bobby grew up in Lawrenceville, Illinois. He's a very good friend of mine, by the way. And he has been a drummer since he was a young boy. Mm -hmm. Bobby shares his many exciting experiences portraying Ringo Starr in the Beatles' tribute band, 1964. The tribute. As a big fan of the Beatles, Bobby tells about his fantastic opportunity playing in amazing places like Carnegie Hall. Yeah, you know, I so appreciate the fact that uh, we knew Bobby. Stacy knew Bobby from way back when, and um, when he asked him asked him to come on, he, he he retired from portraying Ringo earlier this year. But when he was still doing it, he came to Matt Tune one time to play for uh, a local celebration called Bagel Fest. They played out of the place called Peterson Park, and so Stacy put together a reunion of their band that they played in college called Fire Creek. All the guys are still alive and kicking. And so we got together after their gig out at the park and um, the guys got to, to talk and reminisce and uh, take a few pictures. It was just wonderful. So Bobby, he did. He, I know he had more things he wanted to talk about, and I, I, I cut him short, but we're going to have him back on because he does have so many interesting stories to tell. But how many people, I've never been to Carnegie Hall. I may never get to go to Carnegie Hall. But he played Carnegie Hall four times. And to be able to share his memories and experiences and and you know to be to be a kid that grew up in Lawrenceville, Illinois, and then to go to get to experience the things that he did. People my age, I'm 71. We grew up with the era of the Beatles, and the Beatles were so important to those of us who lived through the to see the John F. Kennedy assassination, and then to see the Beatles come on the scene a few few months later. So so it just lifted our spirits and. Of course, as kids, you know, we didn't we didn't know all the undercurrents of what was going on, but it just it just made it such a difference in so many of our lives. And so, I know Bobby loved loved the Beatles, and to get to portray Ringo Starr and play that music, that wonderful, uplifting, joyous music for so many of us. I I know it was a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time talking with Bobby, and and uh, we'll have him back. So. Um, who was next, Stacey? What was that last episode? Well, that is Wendy Fleming Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> and she discusses the holiday season <laughs> and shares family Christmas memories and traditions that we deal with and the loss of loved ones. Yeah, this time of year is not easy for everybody. 
it's tough for so many people. Um, so much loss, so many, so many loss. But people, you know, it's about it's uh, it's it is. It is a season that's supposed to be joyous, and sometimes it's just the older we get, the the tougher it is. But uh, if you ha- if you're lucky enough to have little children in your family, where you or 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 go volunteer somebody, volunteer to help, and find somebody else to help. That uh, if you can help somebody else, it, it gets you out of your own sorrow and your own sadness and your own loss, and help lift somebody else's spirits. That's really important. And oh my gosh, this time has gone by so fast. And Stacy, thank you for helping out. You know, of course, you don't get to do that very often. But I want to thank everybody. I want to thank people for uh, for listening. I want to thank the wonderful people at Audavita. If not for those people, I mean, they let us use my pictures for our lo- my picture of our logo, the music, the opening, and the closing, the intro and outro music. Stacy wrote that song. It's called Sweet Adoration. And uh, like I said, this has been such a, a steep learning curve for me. But I want to I want to thank the wonderful people all of you: David Wolf, Erica, Jen, Sean, Juan, Allen, and Chip Davis. Thank all of you guys for uh, sometimes my frantic emails and trying to. It's only taken me, you know, half a year to halfway feel like I know what I'm doing. So thank you to you guys for making this process. A wonderful time. And again, I'm Wendy Fleming Dexter. Thank you for joining us for this recap of 2023. And I hope everyone has a happy holidays. Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. And uh, just enjoy the the holiday season. And um, Wendy Fleming Dexter, thank you for joining us for Life on the Illinois Prairie. Stacy, thank you for being here. I love you. Thanks for listening to Life on the Illinois Prairie, the undercurrents of our American life. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to Life on the Illinois Prairie wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for more stories, interviews, and updates. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. Until next time. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.